Road America is your national park of speed. The SVRA Vintage, Moto America Superbikes, Vintage Motofest, the NTT IndyCar Weekend, SCCA Junior Sprints, the Trans Am Speed Tour, IMSA, and more. It's racing at its best. Go to roadamerica.com. Welcome in on a Tuesday edition of the Bill Michaels Show. Good to have you. Got a sad day today. If you're watching Facebook Live earlier today, you know what I'm talking about. But we'll get into that discussion coming up a little bit later on. In the meantime, last night, uh, you saw the Cowboys with Cooper Rush. Do they now have a quarterback controversy? No, of course not. Uh, but Cowboys get a win in the Meadowlands, uh, 23-16. They knocked off the Giants last night. Cowboys 2-1, and one, Giants 2-1. and one. Eagles still on top of that division, sitting at 3-0. and oh. They get a win over the Commanders, 24-8. But today we get into the NFL's best power rankings and such. And uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, the story continues to spin. And you knew once word got out that, Brett Farr was involved in this money siphoning scandal for welfare recipients out of Mississippi. You knew once his name came up, that was it. Once people start digging, they're going to dig it up. It, it, it usually surfaces at some point. And the scandal with Brett Favre, it just continues to get worse and worse. It just does. It's uh, it it is a, uh, an awful situation, and at this point in time, I would not be surprised if he gets indicted. Uh, now, whether or not he's going to do jail time, we'll wait and see. But uh, we'll tell you more about that story coming up as well. Some things to think about there. Uh, also today, uh, we got Bill Huber uh from SI going to be uh, joining us we'll talk some Packers football with him our power rankings here comes Brett Bielema into Camp Randall so what is the feeling out in uh, in Madison as a, or from Badger fans in general as to Brett Bielema coming back and I've got a question I've got a question that I heard regarding Badger football and I'm going to ask that question coming up here in a bit as well cuz there's it, I I I because when it was stated, I thought, what does that mean? What 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 does that mean anymore? Because I, I think there that is part of what's going on right now with the Badger football program. So we'll get into that discussion as well. Ben Kenny producing the show. Ben, how are you doing today? I'm good. My eyes bled a little bit watching that game last night. Somebody hilariously brought up a, a question I couldn't really answer. Is is there anything Dak Prescott does that Cooper Rush also, you know, doesn't do? Is there a big difference um, between those quarterbacks? Not really. Which is crazy, right? Yeah, not really. I mean, you know, I don't know what the... I don't know what Cooper Rush does better than Dak Prescott or Dak Prescott. Other than the fact that Dak Prescott has been given the contract... Or the fact that Dak Prescott has been a, a decent passer or what have you. But, you know, for what Kellen Moore has done 
as the offensive coordinator. Now, this is a whole there's – an, there's another path to this story, I think, that nobody is taking. And I'll, I want to talk about that too. But with Cooper Rush last night, it was kind of ugly, but it, also he had some drops, man. That oh, yeah. guy had some drops last night, some, some really – some balls that were thrown that should have been caught, and they weren't. And you kind of felt for him a little bit. You know, and, well, the same thing over on the uh, on the New York side when it came to the Giants and their quarterback, Daniel Jones. He had, I mean, he had a couple of guys wide open. Guys just didn't come down with the ball. Now he didn't put it right in the perfect spot, but good receivers are supposed to go and get the ball. If it hits you in the hands, you're supposed to bring it in. And he had guys last night that just didn't. So, but getting back to Cooper Rush, Cooper Rush has played well. I I, I don't have a problem with with what he's done. Now, when Dak comes back because they're paying him, he's the guy. He's the superstar. But is Dak Prescott on a whole different level than Cooper? Dak Prescott is probably faster, a little more athletic, you know? Maybe he can move in the pocket a little bit more. But what what Kellen Moore has done is he looked at this offense and said, okay, Cooper Rush is our quarterback. What do we need to do to make him a better quarterback? So they started running the ball. They started doing different things offensively because with with Dak Prescott, it was, oh, the offensive line sucks and they're so bad and they can't run block and Zeke has now become, you know, kind of a paperweight and it's all Dak all the time and let Dak call the plays at the line of scrimmage and let him throw the ball around. Well, what they've done is is said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Cooper Rush is not that is not Dak Prescott. He doesn't have that level of experience. But let's go out and fortify him with a run game and let's keep it balanced and let's call a game the way it should be called to keep a defense off balance and then Cooper Rush is going to be successful. And that's exactly what they've done. So, which leads you into the, and Dan Quinn's defense, obviously, whether they have injuries or not, they've been pretty much lights out all season long. But what they have done is call better games. It's the same thing sometimes we get caught up with with Aaron Rodgers, you know, with all the shotgun and all, you know, because last night it was pretty cool watching guys under center and watching the way offense is supposed to work under center, looking at Zeke Elliott, get ahead of steam running downhill to get a handoff under center. I, I It's just, it was, it was a really solidly called game and better rhythm in, in the second half of that ball game that Kellen Moore called. Now, for everybody... That was, and I was listening this morning on both the NFL Network and on, I think it was Get Up. It was, as a matter of fact, it was Get Up on ESPN. All these people wanted to crucify Mike McCarthy. He's on the hot seat. Dan Quinn's going to be the next HUD coach. And if he's not, there's a guy there that in John Fossil that could be, or Kellen Moore that could be, and Sean Payton's waiting the wings. This is a lame duck year for Mike McCarthy. Now, wait a minute. Mike McCarthy, first of all, he, he's the head guy. So you got to give them credit, but they're now two and one, and they're doing. They've got two wins without Dak Prescott, something he was not able facts. to do. I'm here. a highly successful NFL head coach. Damn straight. So for everybody that was ready to crucify him, now what do you say? Because nobody's given him any credit when the losses were there. Yeah, you criticized him for game clock management and such and in-game decisions down the stretch that he was more detrimental than anything. But now that you don't have that, 
because they're winning with a backup quarterback when all seemed to be lost when Dak Prescott went down. Nobody's coming out of the woodwork to give Mike McCarthy any modicum of credit. Not to sit here and say that Mike McCarthy's the best head coach in the National Football League, but I just find it so funny that all the critics have just gone silent and they're just waiting in the weeds to jump on McCarthy and they're giving Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn all the credit, but when things go bad, it's not bad play calling, it's not poor defense, it's all Mike McCarthy's decisions. So you got to give him credit because he's winning with a backup quarterback that a lot of people never even heard of. I mean, he was a – Cooper Rush – was a, a college football street free agent. Never got drafted. And they're winning games with this guy. So, anyway, I, I just I wanted to make a note of that because that's a whole different area. But uh, the game was not fantastic. I think the 2-0 record of the New York Giants might have been a, uh, a little misleading when it can't, comes to, you know, all of a sudden Giants fans believing this is their year. I don't think they're ready yet but I think they're better than what they've been in the past. But, I, you know, I, I give the Cowboys credit. It's they a very gotta, good they point. they got to win on the road. Yeah. Also, I mean, both teams visit Lambeau later this year. None scare me at all. Well, the Giants visit the Packers, but they just visit them a couple weeks in L- London. Oh, right. It's in London. Yeah. It's in London. Yeah, because um, I, I like the fact that even on the NFL Network, they were saying, well, the Packers were the home game against the Giants. That's a win. And I'm like, well, does anybody remember that's a London game? Right. I throw a lot of that out the window. It'll be probably loud on both sides. But it's it to me, those games are just who handle. First of all, it's about talent, obviously. But those games are strictly who handles the travel better. Who handles their preparation and their travel better? It's such a ridiculous thing for the NFL to be doing this. I've said it a long time. You know, you're taking away money from the people that built these stadiums with public funding, and I think it sucks. I think it absolutely sucks. However, they're doing it, and we have to accept it. And I would tell Roger Goodell the exact same thing, so I'm not telling you anything that I wouldn't tell him. I think it sucks. But it's just strictly about the which team is is better and which, well, obviously healthier, but which team handles the travel better? That's it. And the fact that the Packers have never done this um, gives me a little pause for trepidation. Now, the Packers fought this for a long time and never wanted to go overseas. They didn't want to lose a home game. They did none of that. And, uh, and everything that they didn't want, they ended up taking in the end, so to speak. Um, but... Uh, I think it's just who handles that game, who handles the travel better. We haven't seen, I don't think anyway that I can remember. Then again, I don't really watch a lot of the London games, but I can't remember teams going over there and just it becoming track meets and blow na- blowouts. And uh, I could be wrong because I don't sit here with a list of London games in front of me, but um, it was usually the Jaguars. Remember, it was just bad teams for a while that was just taking the money to go overseas well now everybody's got to do it and the Packers are the last team to do one of these games so now they and and I'm sure the Londoners are going to be excited to get you know the publicly owned team uh the Green Bay Packers into their into their own backyard so anyway um what, what other observations from last night Ben anything it was just a I mean I had no fun watching it 
My big observation is uh, I hate both of those teams, and neither of them are very good. It's a very shallow think, observation. Yeah. Um, the Cowboys have talent. They have talent. And I, I just wonder if it's all going to come together once Dak comes back. I said I, I was talking to a um, a friend of mine, and I, I don't know if I said this on the air yesterday, um, but I was talking to a buddy of mine last night. We were just kind of shooting the stuff during the game, and he hates the Cowboys. I mean, he hates the Cowboys. And he said, oh, I hope they get killed. I said, you know what? Part of me, I want to see them win. And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? I would love to see them win, and then when they get Dak Prescott back, start losing. Because Dak is the anointed one via Jerry Jones. Dak is the one that's being rushed back by Jerry. Jerry is the one stirring the controversy. Jerry is the one that's running his mouth. Jerry is the one that has said that, you know, he's going to be back. We're not putting him on IR because it's not going to be a long-term thing, even though originally at first it was, you know, six to eight weeks, and now it's only a couple of weeks. And, you know, so I I just just want to see – uh, I have never been this overwhelming Dak Prescott fan for all the people that have been this. Are you kidding me? He's one of the best in the NFL. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's, he still makes far too many mistakes to be one of the best. And the record in the postseason speaks for itself. Now, you know, you can always point at other quarterbacks who have had some success throughout their career and then failed in the postseason. I get that. But... I Dak to me fell into the heart of Jerry Jones and Jerry fell ass over elbows in love with him and paid him. And I've always thought he's good. He's not great. So I want to see Dak come back and then the Cowboys begin losing. I, that, that's, that's what I want to see. And then, um, that, um, Jerry Jones says on the fan, uh, the 105.3, the fan down there in Dallas, that Cooper Rush has, quote, the makeup of a top quarterback. Says, let me say this, he's certainly playing as well as anybody could have expected. The makeup of a top quarterback. Um, Nobody drafted this guy. I'm not saying he's bad, because I think Cooper Rush has done a fantastic job for what he's been asked to do and the way they've called the game plan around him. But, yeah, I don't, uh, I'm not, it, Jerry Jones is a nut. Terrific businessman, but an absolute freaking banana. And since the day Jimmy Johnson walked out the door and handed that team over to Barry Switzer, and Barry, with that big goofy grin and that golly geo shucks mentality, was handed a team that was just a machine. So they won one more year, I think, in spite of Barry Switzer. Uh, since then, Jerry has made a lot of bad decisions, calling himself a football guy, and has not won a damn thing since. And it makes me smile. Yeah, if anything, some- Cooper Rush playing well gives us unhinged Jerry, which is a big win right. for everyone around the country. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, can you can you imagine when Jerry finally does start to go over that 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 rainbow bridge 
You know, I think per- personally, I think uh, when when people that age stay active, it keeps their mind active, so dementia doesn't set in, which is a terrible, terrible thing. I, I'm not making light of that. Uh, I shouldn't make light of that, but uh, an unhinged Jerry Jones would be an unbelievably entertaining Jerry Jones, even more so. Jerry, just be crazy. Just be cray-cray. <laughs> so. I mean, they started Jason Peters at left guard yesterday, so I think we're already mm-hmm. seeing it. Right? I think right. Jason Peters is 50. Yep. Yep, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, if you saw the Facebook Live this morning, you know what it is I'm talking about. There's a couple of things there that I need to address. Kind of a sad day today, and I'll tell you why when we come back. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. They are the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Tomorrow night, Bullwinkles in the Galleria right off of Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. We're going to be there for the Bill Michaels huddle. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Good to be back at Bullwinkles. Uh, we missed them. Uh, it's always been a staple uh, on our schedule, so we're good to go Good to go back there. And uh, for the first time in the new and improved Bullwinkles. I still, I haven't been in there, so tomorrow's going to be the first time I'm walking through the new doors, and I hope they kept the moose head. I love the moose head. Give that moose chin a, a scratch. every. We used to do the show underneath the moose head. So when I'd get up, I'd stand up, I'd always hit my head on the moose's chin and always give it a scratch like, I'm sorry. So uh, tomorrow, going to be heading into Bullwinkles. So looking forward to that. If you're going to be out and about in the, in the Brookfield area, come on out and say hi. Tomorrow night, the Bill Michael Settle, brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Stay tuned. I'll tell you why today is somewhat of a sad day. Coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. With the Road America Season Pass, you have access to over 50 days of on track action, half price entry for the Sunset Cruise and Morning Drive events, select private track rentals, the annual Season Pass Holder Luncheon, and so much more. Go to RoadAmerica.com. Bill Michael Show, we continue on. And this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Dwayne's Cover. It all Wisconsin's best canvas upholstery and boat cover provider out there. Out there, without a doubt. Follow him on Facebook. He does so much cool stuff. Follow him on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com. Check it out. Dwayne's Cover It All. Or just go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. Call him, 715-870-2119, whether it's office furniture uh, maybe a canopy out in front of your business, gym equipment. He's done it all. Done it all. But uh, get a hold of our buddy Dwayne at Dwayne's Cover It All and uh, see for yourself what it is he can do. Um, so speaking of uh, boat covers, today was a sad day. If you followed today, uh, follow me on the uh, the Facebook fan page. You know exactly what it is I'm talking about. Today was the day that I got up. And I was watching the weather this morning. I was scanning the uh, scanning the channels, and the uh, the forecast is in the upper 30s for the lows. And then I heard the word. They said, "Oh, the chance of some freezing weather." Oh, I, what? Freezing, freezing to what? Fre- freezing, what? And uh, that was it for me. 
uh, over the next two weeks, uh, we're traveling, so I'm not going to be home to really enjoy my boat. So today was the day that uh, for the short-lived period of time that I had it, I took the boat back to Skipper Buds over to Kathy and said, hey, I uh, I want to get this thing winterized. Today was the day. No! Sad... Yeah, today was the day. It was a sad day today. You know why? Because that signifies the beginning of the end of summer. I hang on to summer like grim death, like grim death. I just do. I uh, I love every minute of warmth and sun and everything I can possibly get because it's so short-lived here in the uh, the upper Midwest in the state of Wisconsin, and it just, man, oh, man. So uh, today was the day I took it back, and uh, it's going to be uh, winterized. They're going to store it. They're going to shrink wrap it, clean it, make sure it's all good to go and ready for me for next year. But uh, now I know I got there, and Kathy's like, look, if it's going to be 33, 32 degrees for a short period of time, for an hour or two overnight, okay, it's not terrible. If you get a couple of days of freezing, then, you know, you got to worry. But I'm like, you know what? I went through this a couple of years ago, blew the engine. Uh, it took me eight months from the time we ordered it to the time I got it. I didn't get it back till mid to late June this year. It's like I'm not, I'm not even taking a chance. Not even taking a chance. Boat's out of the water. Boat is on the trailer. Boat is at Skipper Buds getting it getting it taken care of. So two things this morning over on the uh, the Facebook Live that I discussed. And one of them, speaking of our buddy Dwayne from Dwayne's Covered All, who says, good morning. Oh, boy, the grass is not always greener on the other side of the fence for Devontae Adams. Wow. How's that back shoulder pass going for you over there? And when you look, statistically speaking, at Devontae Adams right now, he's got some touchdowns to his name. But, man, man, oh, man. He's got to be going, what the hell? What the hell? He's not, I mean, they got issues over there. The old connection of him and uh, and and his guy, Devontae Adams has three touchdowns on the season, okay? Three touchdowns. He is tied for the second most receiving touchdowns with a bunch of dudes, okay? He's tied with... Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jalen Waddell, Jahan Dotson, uh, Duvernay, uh, Christian Kirk, Mark Andrews, Cooper Cup, Michael Thomas. They're all tied. Okay. Now he's also averaging 11.1 yards per catch. But all of those guys, short of Christian Kirk, uh, that I mentioned, most of them have more five, six, seven, ten more catches than he does. But they have so much more yardage. Devontae Adams, uh, right now, 17 catches, 189 yards. Targeted, though, 34 times. 50% of the balls thrown in his direction. 50%. That's it. That's all he's hauling down. Makes a difference when you got a different quarterback throwing to you. Not a ton of... And remember, the majority of those catches... Came in week one. The majority of those came in week one. So his first week against the Chargers, the first one they lost, um, he got uh, 17 targets, 10 catches. 17 targets, 10 catches. Since then, against the Cardinals, two catches, 
for 12 yards. Last week, five catches for ten uh, for 36 yards. He's got a touchdown in every game. But, boy, the grass is not always greener. Can you imagine what Devontae Adams would be doing right now if he was in green and gold? Then again, would the offense be developing? Would Romeo Dobbs be developing? You know? Would he be developing right now? But when you talk about chasing the gold jacket and getting himself the numbers, he's got a goal in mind. He wants to win a Super Bowl, but his goal is to get into Canton. To get that gold jacket, I, I, I'd stay, but you know, uh, you know, now, now I'm not saying that you know if Aaron Rodgers retires, Jordan Love's going to be you know far better than Derek Carr. It's quite the opposite, I believe. But it, you know, it, the old adage is you can't go home again, right? And that whole connection thing that he thought he was going to have um, with with Derek Carr, I. I I ah, man, just didn't didn't happen. Didn't happen. You can't go home again. Thomas Wolfe wrote a whole book about it back in the day. Can't go home again. And he thought he could, and it just that chemistry just isn't there. Now it's only three games into the season. I will give you that because there's a lot of time left for him to kind of right the ship. But early on, the uh, the early returns, if you will, coming out of the voting. If we were sitting here doing the uh, the elections, early returns are, oh, it's not looking good for Devontae Adams because he is not uh, not coming away with uh, the amount. 50%? That's awful. That's awful. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Mike says, well, it's 2022. Why doesn't Devontae and Derek just get married? Just do it already. It's 2022. We're open-minded to that. <laughs> You're a mess. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Stenny's Second and National Walkers Point. They're always welcoming you. Got nine games left in the season for the Milwaukee Brewers. A lot of games left down at uh, Great American, or uh, uh, Great American, or excuse me, American Family Ballpark. I'm getting them mixed up. Stop down to Steady's, take the shuttle to see the Brewers play. Bucks are right around the corner. They're taking buck or uh, buses up to the Packers game this weekend as well. Badgers games. They run shuttles to damn near everything. Not to mention they have great food. That is Steady, second and National in Walkers Point. Tell them we sent you. Say hi to Ryan and that whole staff. We got to get down there too. We got a huddle coming up down there, uh, not that long from now. I think about a month. So stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Get the Road America app. You can listen live to the Track White PA broadcast with real-time updates on the races, driver interviews, sponsor details, and so much more. The app also allows you to watch live cams of popular locations all around the track. Go to roadamerica.com. Welcome back to the program. Uh, hey, if you've been looking for, this is the time of year where people start thinking about garages. It's not usually the uh, the summertime and springtime. It's usually the wintertime because you think about your garage floor being all dirty, nasty, all the salt and all that kind of stuff and cleaning it out. Now's the time to do it. 
and get it epoxied or polyurea coated. And that way, that stuff just brushes right off, runs right off. You can uh, blast that uh, nastiness out as you start thinking about the season upcoming. Epoxy flooring done right, providing Wisconsin home and business owners the epoxy floor coating services. They did my gym here at the house, and it's it's beautiful. I mean, even when I got a little bit of water at one point, it just, like, mopped right up. It was no big deal. It just comes right off. And uh, they're located right here in Wisconsin, from Green Bay to Milwaukee to Madison, everywhere in between. Get a hold of my buddy Sean over there, 262-443-2852. 262-443-2852. Or go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com. That's epoxy flooring donerite.com or again call Sean 262-443-2852 can't recommend them enough just really really good stuff there you go um so yeah i was talking about the Brett Favre stuff a little bit earlier and we'll, we'll get into that and you know bill says hey be careful what you you know talk about you'll get accused of you know not doing uh, too many things regarding sports this is sports related i mean come on Brent Favre, regardless of what you think, is still an iconic figure in the state of Wisconsin and the Green Bay Packers organization. Um, he has been, for a period of time now, I don't want to say suspended, but his radio shows, his radio hits have been suspended. Um, I think for a couple of reasons. One is, you know, it, it, it just it's a bad look right now. If indeed this is all is true, you don't want to support anybody that stole from the needy. Uh, and secondly, you you can't have him on without asking him the obvious question. And the obvious questions are, what did you do? When did you know it? What did you know? What didn't you know? And he can't talk about it. So, you know, right now, credibility-wise, when you're talking football with Brad, you know, that's easy. It's true. But um, right now, I think the biggest questions are looming as to whether or not you know, hey, did you or did you not know what was going on regarding all of this uh, this money that was being allocated? And apparently he did after Mississippi spent millions of dollars in welfare money. Now, by the way, let me back up for a second. For those that don't know, Mississippi is, I think it's, if not the poorest, it is the top two or three poorest when it comes to poverty and those in need via the welfare system and in all of the United States, it's uh, it's it's not a not a good scene, we'll say, in Mississippi. So what Brett Favre is accused of doing is taking welfare money, siphoning it with a buddy of his who was the head of the welfare distribution portion of the state of Mississippi, sending five million dollars to build a university volleyball arena so his daughter could play volleyball or be heralded via volleyball at Southern Miss, which is where he went to school, okay? So, but now he tried two years later, he came back to the well and wanted to get additional money from the state's welfare agency for another sports facility. The governor at the time, Republican Phil Bryan, texted in 2019 with Brett Favre, who wanted to build an indoor practice facility for Southern Miss's football team. And um, Brian at the time said, look, I can't do it. Uh, the federal money now for children and low-income adults is, quote, tightly controlled and improper use could result in the violation of federal laws. Text messages between Bryant 
and Favre are now in court documents filed uh, today or last Friday by Bryant's lawyers, I should say, who seek to show that the governor was willing to help Favre raise private money for volleyball facilities starting all the way back in 2017 and that the governor was unaware for more than two years that welfare money was being donated to that project. So the governor was telling Favre, no, we're not doing this. This is this is illegal. And Favre kept texting him, wanting money. And they're doing this to show because uh, this, this federal in- investigation, which is already the head of the, uh, the welfare distribution in the state of Mississippi, has already pleaded guilty to federal charges. And so they wanted to see if the governor knew, so they got into his phone and they submitted his text messages, basically telling Favre, no, I'm not doing this, and it's illegal. And Favre kept asking for money. Mississippi's largest ever public corruption corruption case has uh, ensnared a lot of people here, including a pro wrestler whose drug rehab was funded by welfare money. Uh, and by the way, they don't really mention the professional wrestler, you know, because of the HIPAA laws. But Favre, there's no HIPAA laws. There's a state filing a civil suit now against Favre and others to go after more than 20 million dollars in welfare money that was intended to go to needy people in what they say the country's poorest states, Bryant and Favre, not facing criminal charges yet, and Bryant is not among those named in the state's civil lawsuit. Uh, As I had mentioned, the uh, former director of Mississippi uh, Department of Human Services, John Davis, He pleaded guilty last Thursday to uh, state and federal charges, felony charges, in a conspiracy to uh, misspend the welfare money. Davis was appointed by Bryant, uh, oddly enough, and Davis had agreed to testify now against others. And attorneys for nonprofit organizations being sued uh, sent a subpoena to Bryant in late July seeking communication between the former governor and any other person about the volleyball arena. Now, the nonprofit was run. Uh, by some other people, um, and they all have now pleaded guilty in the state charges of misusing welfare money. They've also now agreed to testify. So you've got the head of this whole committee uh, overseeing the welfare spending. He's t- he's pleaded guilty and said, "I'll testify." His others that he gave money to in some of these other quote charities who had, you know, made out like bandits, they've now said will testify. And the motion was brought uh, in bad faith and solely to annoy, embarrass, and oppress Governor Bryant because he refused to turn a blind eye to the crimes. So that's why they're going after, that's why at least they believe they're going after the, the former governor in a very politically charged atmosphere right now. But, um, and, and he's now proving that he's like, look, I didn't have anything to do with this. But Favre's request for the money from the Mississippi Department of Human Services to fund the football facility didn't go anywhere because once the governor found out about it, the kibosh was put on it. But Favre made the request back in July uh, of 2019, and he was trying to recruit the son of another retired NFL player, Deion Sanders, to the university down in Hattiesburg. And Favre, we all know, played football there. But, uh, But Favre texted Bryant. And said, quote, I need your influence somehow to get donations or sponsorships. Obviously, Southern has no money, so I'm hustling to get it raised. Uh, 
Um, Bryant replied a few hours later, of course, I'm all in on the volleyball facility. One thing I know is how to do how to do is raise money. Bryant is accused of being a part of this, but Bryant was saying, look, I was helping him raise money through donations. I had no idea that this whole thing was so far reaching that he was actually stealing money from the state. So anyway, the, the problem is, and I, I give you this because this is all through the AP today, that this is far reaching. This is, and Favre is the one that's out there. Is you can talk about other names and such, but Favre is the target now. He has got the crosshair squarely on him because you're talking about a guy that made over $150, $160 million in his career, and he's trying to steal basically $10, $12, 15000000 million from the state from people who needed it, from needy people, and have it appropriated to sports facilities, one that his daughter would play in, and two, uh, so he could get better recruits for the football team in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. So that's it. That's where that all stands. So I just wanted to bring it to your attention. It, it's it's nothing that we have to uh, kind of go over, uh, but it was uh, it was it was it's getting ugly, and I don't think it's going to get any better anytime soon. Here's the question that I have for you: Has this changed in any way, shape, or form? Um, your opinion of Favre, does he now become a pariah? Now I have heard some people say, well, you got to get rid of him. You got to get his, get his name off of the, uh, you know, the ring of honor, you know, unretire his number. Uh, What he did on the field is undeniable and that's not going to happen. I would not, I would not think it's going to happen to be honest with you, but does it change your opinion to where, you are no longer a fan. Uh, you know, he, he no longer has your respect. And Brett Favre's been pretty open about all of his transgressions for the most part. Or were, did, did you already lose respect for him through the whole, you know, <laughs> taking a, a selfie of your junk Crocs pick, you know, something like that. But I thought Favre had kind of did a really good job of mending the fences, if you will, from all of that years ago. But this... Once you once you start stealing money from needy, it's man, it's it's uh that really hits a lot because a lot of people raise money for needy people and that starts to hit below the belt. So uh, I just wanted to throw that out there. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hey, have you been to Quick Trip lately? I'm sure you have, as we all have. If you haven't been You need to get there. Why? Because they got the opening drive contest. How about that? Go in there and get registered for the opening drive contest. And uh, the opening drive, I mean, obviously you can hear your name called. And uh, if the Packers, you know, for every yard the Packers pick up, for a score the Packers pick up on that opening drive, oh, yeah, a lot of good stuff can be won right there via the opening drive. So uh, if you have not got into Quick Trip yet, and not gotten yourself all set up for the opening drive. That sweepstakes, man. Purchase any of Quick Trip's fully guaranteed gasoline with a Quick Rewards card, and you're entered. It's that simple. One weekly winner going to win a $10 gas card for every yard earned on the Packers' opening drive. And Quick Trip, as we all know, proud partner of Packers football. But uh, stop in, get some gas, 
type in your uh, you know your phone number using that quick card, and you're good to go. Good to go. The opening uh, score, if they score a field goal or a touchdown, the opening drive, you can earn an extra five hundred bucks gauge on that. So not a bad way to go with our friends from Quick Trip, just for being a Packers fan, so to speak. You can get yourself some money. That's a good way to go. That's from our friends at Quick Trip. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Road America is your national park of speed. The SVRA Vintage, Moto America Superbikes, Vintage Motofest, the NTT IndyCar Weekend, SCCA Junior Sprints, the Trans Am Speed Tour, IMSA, and more. It's racing at its best. Go to roadamerica.com. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers coaching staff reviewed the video of Sunday night's win over the Buccaneers. Matt LaFleur says when it comes to special teams, they may have finally found some leaders to get the job done in Rudy Ford and defensive back Keyshawn Nixon. You guys can feel those guys getting down there, uh, both Keyshawn and Rudy. Guys are getting down there. They forced a lot of fair catches. I think five out of our seven punts were down within the 15-yard line. Obviously, Pat had an amazing day punting the football. The Packers' new punter, Pat O'Donnell, kept Tampa deep in their territory most of the game. Aaron Rodgers. To have Pat punt the way that he punted, and then Ford, you know, be around the ball almost every time. Keyshawn to catch the ball on the one-yard line. Onside kick recovery. Kind of a phantom. It looked like uh, running to the kicker penalty. but And to have it special teams, it's bare minimum breaking even. And today, I feel like we actually won the advantage that... Uh, that's nice. And besides special teams, Keyshawn Nixon also played on 47 snaps with the defense, replacing Jair Alexander, who left the game with a groin injury just six plays into the game. Nixon gave credit to Jerry Gray, the secondary coach, for helping him. I'm here to win, you know. Whatever they need, I'm going to do it like a you know, Swiss Army knife, you know. But play defense, special teams, whatever they need me to do, we're going to do. We get prepared really well during the week by Coach OG, Coach Jerry, Coach Gray. But, yeah, man, preparation. They give us all the good looks to be ready to play. And it don't matter who you are, you... It's a standard. Uh, you got to live with the standard. You got to play. You got to play. That's Packers defensive back Keyshawn Nixon. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. continue on a lot of questions about the Favre stuff um kevin says would uh, he lose his hall of fame status if he gets charged with a felony i don't think so um because technically it's what you did on the field and he didn't do anything to be detrimental to the game so you know, I think the only, I mean, if he was stealing, say, if, say he was working for the NFL and got caught in a scandal that was supposed to say, you know, all the sales, which is still, uh, uh, never mind, uh, but all the sales for the stuff that the NFL sells that has pink in it. And they give, they, they always talk about breast cancer awareness month. And uh, he was stealing that money as a part of the NFL. Maybe because then it's detrimental to the shield, so to speak. But I think for what he's doing and being involved with the state of Mississippi in a college and something completely un-NFL related, I, I don't think so. I don't think he, I don't think he loses that status. So I don't think he would lose his Hall of Fame 
grip, if you will. I don't think that would happen. Um, complicated Phyllis says, how many people are going to go to Minneapolis to watch the Chiefs play the Buccaneers? The hurricane may move the game there. I, You know what? I haven't heard. Is that one of the possibilities? Um, now, what I did hear is that they could because the hurricane is supposed to go north Florida over through Tampa Bay, not south Florida, that they could move that game to Miami. I don't know. They're moving their practice facility down to Miami. That I know. But I don't know. Uh, it would make sense to move it to a more secure location, Helm, and they, depending on who has a schedule that they could use. Because remember, Miami plays in Cincinnati on Thursday night. So Hard Rock is open. So they could technically go there. But we'll we'll see what they end up doing. Uh, Kerry says, well, I don't agree with the uh, notion that Favre had access to big cookie jar full of money. Did he, did he try and get the state to contribute money for the volleyball building? Yes. Many states have money given, and it's moved uh, to a fund. Many kind of projects. Favre has a target on his back. Yeah, but, Kerry, the problem is that this money is specifically earmarked for the needy. You know, yeah, they can move money around, but they, they, put it this way. The bottom line is, the guy that moved the money around has already pleaded guilty to federal charges. He's already admitted that what we did was illegal. He's going to jail. So have other people. They've admitted they what they've done is illegal. They're going to jail. So you can't now say Favre didn't do anything because he's got, they got text messages of Favre saying, hey, as long as the media nobody finds out about this, we're good. And so he, he clearly knew what was going on. Coming up next, let's talk some Packer football. Bill Huber, SI, going to be joining us. Looking forward to that. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. Road America is your national park of speed. The SVRA Vintage, Moto America Superbikes, Vintage Motofest, the NTT IndyCar Weekend, SCCA Junior Sprints, the Trans Am Speed Tour, IMSA, and more. It's racing at its best. Go to roadamerica.com. 